This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. Hello, this is Gordon Smith, and this is Faith in Action, our weekly show highlighting different aspects of the Catholic faith. I'm your co-host, Gordon Smith, and Bridget Ayer is with us as well. Hello, hello. Great to, great to be with you. And Gordon, here we are again. Bridget, did you know that there's at least seven different ways you can listen to Catholic radio? I didn't know there were seven, but go ahead and give Today, me Today, the- I'm just going to talk about one, okay. and that's the one on your cell phone. Um, I want everybody, um, as soon as they can, if they haven't downloaded the free app, to take their smartphone, go to your app store, and download Catholic Radio Indy. That way you'll be able to hear us loud and clear, 24-7, anywhere you go. No problem whatsoever. It'll be clearly Catholic. And that's available on Android or Apple. So no matter what kind of phone you you have, you can go ahead and um, download that app. That's right. Bridget, would you like to open us in prayer today? Yes. Well, uh, this is the month of the rosary, and there is a prayer um, that came out of Fatima that is prayed in between the decades of the rosary. And so I'm going to lead us in that prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Oh, my Jesus, forgive forgive us our our sins, sins. save Save us us from from the fires fires of hell, lead lead all all souls to heaven, heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. As I mentioned, we are going to be talking about the rosary today, and what's so awesome about being Catholic is that there are so many ways that we can pray, that we can worship God, that we can get close to God. Um, Our guest today is Emily Colmenar. She is the manager of Village Dove, and she also teaches um, beginners how to pray the rosary. So welcome to Faith in Action, Emily. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I want to talk a little bit about your background. Did you grow up Catholic? Um, You're at the Village Dove. How long have you been there? Uh, Give us a little bit about your background. Well, I always say I've become an accidental teacher. Uh, (laughs) I did grow up Catholic. Okay. Um, And like a lot of people, I grew up culturally Catholic. Mm -hmm. Uh, We went to Mass every Sunday. Uh, I participated in religious education. Um, Of course, it was called CCD back then. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always had the rosary. I knew what a rosary was. I was like, wow, this is something really special. But I never had the heart connection. And as I grew up and I entered, you know, went to school, entered corporate America, 20 years into corporate America, and there was a time that I I looked at my husband and I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm just done. Mm -hmm. I, I, I... I'm tired of making right and wrong decisions based on balance sheets as being a part of the equation. I said, I need to do something different. And about that time, um, my husband and I moved here to Indianapolis, and I was looking for new opportunities, and the Village Dove became a part of my life. I've been there, it was uh, a little over a year now, a year and a few months. Um, and working in a Catholic store, especially in these times, has been um, one of the most eye-opening, beautiful, challenging, unique things I've ever done. Well, it's really interesting. Um, as I was preparing for this interview, I happened to look at your LinkedIn, and I was I was looking at. It and I thought, 
you know, you know, all these corporate, all these corporate positions. And then it's like, <laughs> was that, was that sound effect? Okay, Gordon. That's great. <laughs> and you know, turn and you, now you're, now you're at the village. Joe. I'm like, wow, God must've done something there. God had a plan. And, and, and of course I think that the plan starts, you know, long before we realize it's the plan. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. Here's where I'm supposed to be. Got it. And we have to take that time to settle in to God's plan um, because it's not necessarily the plan that I had. Mm-hmm. God's like, no, I got something better. Mm-hmm. It's always better. It's always it's better. always better. Um, but what I have found is that the years that I spent in Bible studies, in ministry, in cursio, in all of those things and that learning, that teaching, connecting. And I'm a studier. That's who I am by nature. It's my path into the faith um, and learning, you know, from those books how to get that into my heart. Um, and now I find I am in a place every day. Some people are just coming in. It's like, hey, I need a baptism gift. Mm-hmm. But much more often what I find is that people are coming in and they don't always know why. No question. I want to reintroduce you here to our guests if they're just uh, tuning in here. Uh, We're talking with Emily Colmenar. She is the manager of the Village Dev, and we're talking about the rosary. And and October is the month of the rosary. And uh, we talked about whether we were going to say this or not, but we're actually recording this on the feast of, um, I think it was the last apparition of Fatima, the, the day that the sun danced, October 13th. And uh, I just, we all got goosebumps when we were talking about that as we were <laughs> talking about this topic, because we didn't plan it out that way. But how are you a teacher? Talk about, you, you mentioned when people come in, I, and I always think about when people come in, they're always Catholic, but that's not the case. It's, it's not always the case, but what I find also is that there are an awful lot of Catholics that don't understand what they're doing. They may have been taught the memorization of the prayers. They know how to say the prayers, but they've never been taught that it's so much more than that. Okay, well, I'm going to ask the obvious question. What is the rosary? The rosary goes back a long, long way in the Catholic Church, and it goes by a lot of names. Um the original devotions go back, you know, as early as, you know, Mary's death mm. um, in, in, you know, the eighth, the er, ninth, early, early, early so like seven, eight, nine hundred A.D., you know, there were very um, large groups of very pious monks that they called the Psalter of the Hail Mary. They said the Hail Mary 150 times, which is the same number as 150 psalms in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was beautiful. It was, you know, it was amazing. Where the actual rosary, as we know it today, uh, came to us in 1208 uh, from Our Lady directly to St. Dominic. Uh, St. Dominic, for many of you know, is also known as the Hound of Heaven, Um, And he is also uh, the founder of the Dominicans. Um, At that time, St. Dominic was working very hard against the heresies, although I will say it wrong, Albengians. Thank you. (laughs) See, I'll figure it out. But he was Uh, working. No, I think it's more like 
Algent. Oh my gosh, you got me screwed up. Now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Al- Albigensianism. <laughs> See, we got it. All right. Between all of us, we can pronounce things. <laughs> but he was working against those heresies. And Our Lady appeared to him with the rosary as we know it today and took those 150 Hail Marys from those monks, which is beautiful, and said, I'm going to bring the whole New Testament and meditation and learning and and God will do the rest. And, you know, we hear the rosary called a spiritual weapon. Um, And that's where it came from. So when Mary presented that rosary, you know, it had the Hail Mary, which is a combination of, you know, Gabriel's pronunciation and Elizabeth's pronunciation, the Our Father, which Christ gave us directly, you know, and putting those prayers together with the mysteries of the New Testament as Jesus lived them, as Mary lived them. And as St. Dominic was working on, you know, all of those heresies, those were the heresies that he was working against. And, you know, Mary asked us to enter in to those mysteries of the New Testament. Um, the rosary has been called the New Testament on a string of beads. That's such a per. I had never actually heard that before we got started here today. And I, th- I think that's such a beautiful summation of what it really is i want we have a couple minutes before we go to the break but i'd like you to talk about what the mysteries are and then we'll talk about the new one and once we get when we get after the break probably so tell us the mysteries what what is a mystery first the the mystery is an event in the new testament life specifically in christ's life that we are meditating on we have, for many, many years, had you know what we call the three sets of mysteries. The joyful mysteries, um, the sorrowful mysteries, where we focus mostly on Christ's passion, and the glorious mysteries. Those re- And the glorious mysteries are those absolutely pivotal moments when the church became the church. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2002 and 2003, John Paul II introduced to the church at large the luminous mysteries, which are Christ's life on earth with us. Um, what I love to do when I pray those mysteries is it's a, a bit of an Ignatian exercise is really enter into those mysteries and know that you're in the New Testament. God was living with us. God is bringing us to him. That is what prayer is. You know, to to go through our beads and say, oh, the first joyful mystery was the Annunciation and we're off to the races. Mm -hmm. Well, Christ even warned us against that. You know, he was very clear in Matthew 6, don't just babble prayers, Mm -hmm. Um, which is another thing that I also hear, you know, from both Catholics and non-Catholics. Well, don't you just say the rosary? No, this is a meditation and we're going to pray those mysteries and see what Jesus has to teach us in those mysteries. And what I learned from him in the agony of the garden, that first mystery of the sorrowful mysteries, what I learned from it yesterday may be different than what I'm going to learn tomorrow or next week or next year. And I think kind of maybe as Americans, you know, having yourself been in the corporate world, sometimes we always always are trying to just check it off our list or, you know, get it done as fast as I can, get as much in as possible. But I think, as you mentioned, like with the Ignatian spirituality, which that's a whole nother topic, um, that really being intentional 
and spending that time with Jesus and his mother and meditating on his life, death, and resurrection based on where you're at, you know, which mystery you're at. Um, and if you have pictures, I think that can help too. But really taking your time and, and praying it very reverently and really just entering into that relationship with Jesus, but also meditating on his life and what does he have to tell us today? And what I, I find very challenging a lot is that both Catholics and non-Catholics have not necessarily heard that, is that we can come into relationship with Christ meditating on these mysteries. You know, that is where that spiritual weapon comes, is that we become closer to Christ and prayer changes us. It helps us become the person Jesus needs us to be. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Emily Colmenar about the rosary. And there's so much more to get to the different types of rosaries, both uh, the physical type of rosary and verse and also the actual prayers that can go along with a rosary. So stay tuned for more faith in action. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Alexa, what's the weather forecast for today? Alexa, what time is the Colts game today? Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow. Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa... Play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Have you ever thought about joining the Catholic Church? Have you just wanted to explore the Catholic faith? All you need to do is call your local Catholic Church for more information. We are always happy to help you in your journey to discover and learn more about the Catholic faith. We have classes that are almost year-round, and the classes and information sessions do not involve making a commitment, and there is no pressure to join. Please call your local Catholic parish for more information today and start the journey of one day possibly becoming Catholic as well. God bless. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Eyre. Gordon Smith and I are in the studio along with our guests. We're talking with Emily Colmenar. She is the manager of village of the Village Dove there in Broad Ripple, and Actually, it's, no. it used where? to be in Broad Ripple. Oh, where is, it at, where is it at now? Way Tell back us, in the day. Uh, we are in the complex at 71st and Benford. Okay, well. And, and many people do remember the Village Dove being in Broad Ripple way back in the 70s. People say, oh, I remember shopping it at Broad Ripple and Fishers. Uh, but the location at 71st and Benford has been there for 14 years. We now don't there's plan on going anywhere. a lot of anywhere. stores there. Which, which corner is it on? Northeast. We northwest. are on the south side of that uh, complex, and we're about four doors down from Georgia's. Many of you know Georgia's oh, neighborhood. Oh yes, I Grill. know Georgia's. Yep, yep. We're we're just down the street from them. So well, that's good to know because I I lived in Brooklyn. Ripple for a long time and I used to go to the village dove all the time so it's good it's I'm glad I know where it's at now so that's the southeast corner of that intersection so I want to talk about this new or fairly new statement by John Paul II um, on the rosary and talk talk about that John Paul II made this statement um, in 2002 
Okay. In October of 2002 to 2003 was declared a year of the rosary. And he put out an app, a letter on this. Fair, fairly new in, in, ter- fairly, in terms of the church. In terms of church, it's quite new. <laughs> 20 years old, but, you know, new in, new in terms of the church. <laughs> new in terms of the church. Um, John Paul II was um, deeply, deeply committed to the rosary. Um, and to the, those Marian devotions, he prayed it with his father and speaks often of that. Um you know, totus tuus, the totally yours, you know, to Jesus through Mary. Uh, we've can't, became much more commonly known with John Paul II. But his, his statement about the rosary is that the simple prayer of the rosary marks the rhythm of human life. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And when you enter into those mysteries, and at that point in time, that's when he introduced very publicly the luminous mysteries, um, or the mysteries of light. You also hear them called. Um, the luminous mysteries were not new when he introduced them, just a lot of people had not heard of them. Um, Do you want to tell us what the luminous mysteries the are? The luminous mysteries, see, now that I'm going to recite them, I'll probably <laughs> mess this up. Uh, the luminous mysteries, um, I have a six-year-old in my life that says it's the Jesus kicking it with us <laughs> mysteries. I like it. <laughs> and they are the mysteries of his life, those pivotal moments in his life. First mystery is his baptism. And it's also deeply sacramental, his baptism. Next one is the wedding feast at Cana when he, you know, not only is those the last recorded words of the Blessed Mother, do what he tells you, um, but also is when he elevates marriage to a true sacrament. Uh, the, you know, all of kind of the, uh, they call it the, the coming of Jesus and the forgiveness of sins. You know, when Jesus really began his ministry and was like, I am, and I have come to change the world. And people forget, in today's terms, how radical he really was. Uh, the Transfiguration, which is the fourth luminous mystery. The shiny Jesus. <laughs> well, and not only that, it's, it's the one moment that we really have, reco- or a few of the moments, w- when God opens the heavens and tells Jesus, shut up and listen to my son. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the apostles see Jesus there in light that they couldn't possibly understand with, you know, the prophets of the Old Testament. And then Peter's off to the races. Well, I'm going to make booths. It's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. And God's like, stop. Mm-hmm. Listen to my son. Um, and then, you know, the, the final Luminous Mysteries is the institution of the Eucharist. You know, those are the biggest things in our Catholic, those pivotal things. Can you even imagine where we would be without the Eucharist? I can't even wrap my brain around that. I really like the Luminous Mysteries because it engages um, at least three, maybe four of the sacraments. Um, baptism, Eucharist. Uh, the third, uh, uh, I, I always associate with forgiveness and confession. Um, so I, I just love the Luminous Mysteries. That And marriage. And marriage, yes. How, did, how could I forget that? Even Jesus went to parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really when I learned, you know, when they when the luminous mysteries came out, I thought, wow, 
how 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 could we not have these <laughs> you know and how well it just fits in with everything else and it just makes it so much richer and so much fuller i want to get into before we run out of time we've got probably about eight minutes left or so talk about the different types of the rosary so that, the- because there's physically different rosaries and i'm i've got one in my hand which is actually a miraculous metal rosary and so when you come to different types of rosary, and I have one in my hand as well, and I think this is a good example yeah. of this. You talk about the rhythm of our life. Mm-hmm. I pretty much always have a rosary on me, but I'm like, I'm going to be on the radio and this cannot make any noise. I better have my cloth one. Mm-hmm. This is my knotted rope rosary that was given to me. Um and so it doesn't make any noise, so that's what I had. And Gordon is, is See, whipping, whipping his, his out. Getting his, well, he's got a ooh, really ooh, yeah he's, he's he's clanking his his he has a really cool he's rosary. got a really what, cool what's one. Your, and what's those, your rosary there? I know those as battle uh, rosaries. Yes, it's a reproduction of a World War One battle rosary, and, and it's a weapon. And there's a there's a lot of significance to that because we're in a spiritual war right now, right? There's a ton of significance, and people don't realize because I do have these, and I tell people this often, is that in World War One, the rosary. Um, and the, they call them the battle rosary. They were made out of old pull cord chain. Uh, they have a pardon crucifix. You are not going to break these things. So if you have like your teenage boy that you're afraid of, these are, these are not ever going to break. Uh, they often have a miraculous medal in the center and a St. Benedict medal. Yep. I'm, 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 I'm confirming <laughs> that right now as I inspect Gordon's rosary. I, I don't rosary. have Benedict. I have St. Joseph and I have Maria Gretti in honor of my own parish. Oh. Perfect. And he's got the St. Michael um, one on here as well. But they were standard issue U.S. military in World War I. They were available upon request in the Second World War. So, you know, they were very much a part of So rosaries take these different formats. And rosaries are very personal. Yeah. You know, what I find to people, I have, when I talk to people who are shopping for rosaries, they're like, oh, I want a very round bead rosary. So I want it to feel very smooth in my hand. Or rosaries, like a wood, or like a or wood, wood bead. And, and, and yeah, I want wood bead. I want a specific color. I want this. You know, and you look at rosaries, they have to, you know, as we're meditating on those, there are these tools that we enter into, and it, it feels weird in your hand. It doesn't. My husband has a rosary that he absolutely loves. And it's enormous. It doesn't fit in my hand. And I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't use it. Well, I've also heard of, I mean, really the rosary is a scriptural rosary in the sense that it's le- meditating on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But there are actual scriptural rosaries. Talk about that so and other types. So when you say scriptural rosaries, that is using the rosary that looks like any, any other rosary and using the scriptures as part of the meditation. Correct. So when you hear scriptural rosary, that's a meditation. It's not any different. So if somebody says, I did the chaplet, I did... Um, um, I did the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. I did the St. Michael's Chaplet. I did the Seven Sorrows Chaplet. Those are all using rosary beads. Mm-hmm. Um, there are rosaries out there like Mother Teresa and I believe John Paul II, um, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Both used a rosary. They're called Job's Tears Rosary. Mm-hmm. And they're made out of little seed pods that get darker and smoother over time. Mother Teresa loved her Job's Tear Rosary because it was so humble. Um, 
but you can, you know, pray the rosary, even if you don't, you can use your fingers if you yeah. have to. Lots of people <laughs> like single decade rosaries because they fit very, you know, carefully into their hand if they're walking or anything. That there are rosary rings that just have a single decade of beads or, or even little, um, you know, raised spots on those. There are rosary keychains, you know. Praying the rosary can be anywhere, and you can usually get a physical rosary to fit that. There's no question about that. I'm curious if what people purchase or what kind of questions you get when you... What's the most interesting question that you've gotten when you've been at... at, um, The most interesting question I ever got actually came from a non-Catholic, and it took me by surprise because I just didn't expect it. And he was purchasing for a Catholic family member and said, do Catholics have more than one rosary? (laughs) You told me that before we got started and we both started laughing. And he was a lovely gentleman. And so it was completely appropriate for me to completely start laughing. I'm like, oh, yes, we have the car rosary, the purse rosary, the bedside rosary. We all have more rosaries and know what to do with. And you never find one when you want one. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? And, you know, I think that that speaks to how integral the rosary is and should be to our lives. You know, whether you have one on your person all the time or you have one in a hundred different places, there's so much a part of our prayer. And, and God's prayer is to soften us to his will um, and to bring us to where he needs us to be. I do get lots of like, I don't even know how to say it, how to pray the rosary. And so I'll have resources for people. I have people that are interested in very specific rosary devotions, like the seven sorrows. Uh, The Franciscans did the seven sorrows and the seven joys of Mary. And those are rosaries with seven decades instead of five, like a typical rosary is. I've seen people have rosaries with now 20 decades. So you could do all 20 mysteries in a given time. Um, so, you know, when you bring those different types of rosaries and in, and the questions that I get, people may like, well, I've, I've heard of a scriptural rosary, but I, I don't know how to do that. Okay. Let, let's talk about that. Or Emily, the, um, scriptural rosary, I think you probably have seen the little blue and white book. It's about four by six and the, it has a scripture verse for every, every bead every of the rosary. Bead. And it's so cool. Very it's cool. It's the coolest thing. We have just about a minute left, and I want to um, make sure that uh, we give people a way to uh, connect with you at the Village Dove. Do you sell anything? Is there like an online store as well? We do. Shop us online, thevillagedove.com. If you see it on my website, it is in the store. Well, that's always good to know because sometimes people want to actually see it physically. So give us your location as well. Uh, We are at the intersection of 71st and Binford in Indianapolis. Um, We'd love to have you. We're open 10 to 6, Monday to Friday, 10 to 4 on Saturdays. I'm happy to help individuals, parishes, and everybody else. And not only is it the month of the rosary, but, you know, we're heading into Christmas, so this is a great time to get out there. Advent's out. Advent, yeah. Advent. Come get your Advent study. Advent first and then Christmas. That's right. Our guest today has been Emily Colmenar, manager of the Village Dove, talking about the rosary. Thanks so much for being our guest today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to Faith in Action the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. 
You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400 or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.